Attention all units, please stand by to copy a bolo. Bolo from Anytown PD regarding a delayed homicide. The incident occurred at 123 Any Street, Anytown, USA. No suspect or vehicle description provided. All units are requested to respond to helpsolvethecase.com for briefing. Clear Bolo, 0818 hours. Okay, so we are recording. This is uh, the Help Solve the Case bullpen session. Today is March 22nd, 2021, and we've got Lenora, our cold case specialist on the Robert Fisher case, and our she's just the Jill of all trades, the Lenora of all trades. She gets involved in all the cases, which is awesome. And we've got Rashad here uh, for our wrongful conviction case. We're going to talk about that for Daniel Coleman, his dad. So thanks, you guys, for participating. And um, this is actually the, sec- the second one. I think we discussed some pretty good details in, um, in the first uh, our first one specifically where we were talking about um, Daniel's case and um, your meeting. And so um, first of all, I want to ask for an update. Did you have any update? What did you decide after our, our session? So the one thing I, I decided to do, um, which was a recommendation for you guys is to reach back out to the uh, parole board to see if we could get a copy um, of any material that may have been sent to the parole board either on Daniel's behalf or uh, against them. Um, So we were met with the roadblock there. Um, They essentially told us that because it's the third, they're getting information from a third party that they can't give out a third party's information. So if the police department writes a letter, they can't then give it out. We can always go back to the police department and ask them for the letter, but they're not obligated to then turn a letter over um, because it's just a recommendation coming from them. Okay. And, and I don't know if we were on the record then we just talked about, um, that apparently you had received some information that the, the, the current staffing at the police department had made a recommendation against the, I guess it would be the final modifications of his parole. Correct. Um, So we, yeah. So we went in front of the parole board to see if we could uh, get some relief when it came to probation and the parole that he's currently on because he got a life sentence. Um, essentially they've said that they can monitor him for the rest of their life, rest of his life. Um, so we went in front of the parole board to see, um, if we could get just some kind of relief, whether that means getting him off the GPS, whether that means being a little more lenient so that he doesn't have to meet every single week with this person, whether he can, um, you know, get off the, the, the sex offenders list and all, all those things. Um, so the board actually recommended that, yeah, we would talk to the governor and, um, essentially advocate for you to get some relief. But since that date, we found out that the police department has written a letter also against uh, that recommendation and that they don't want any uh, relief to be uh, brought towards my father. Okay, but correct me if I'm wrong, when we talked last time that the the guy, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. call him so we bad the, the the AG guy, the guy uh, yeah. that you met with, felt he expressed to you that he felt that the punishment was was too severe right and so he it sounded like to me he was going to make a recommendation despite this to the parole board that he felt um you know that it, it it had already been enough correct 
Yeah, yeah, you're correcting and um, and saying that he initially during the during the actual pardon board hearing, he was against the recommendation from the parole for, for the parole board to advocate for us to have relief. But I guess after he had looked at the case in its totality and took into account the FBI evidence that we had, a couple questions that he had about the case, he said he you know he feels as though yeah the time served is, is enough, um, and that we should we should have some relief in terms of the probation and parole. So we'll see and, what happens. I mean, the governor doesn't have to listen to it. So Yeah, we don't know when, right? No, we don't know when. So he said after he met with me that uh, the board, after he met with me and went through all of his findings, that the board wanted, uh, I guess, just a synopsis of what his findings were, just in case he found something other than what they already have. So we're hoping to hear something uh, sometime soon. So that's where, and that's where I, I guess I'm at with you guys is, I'm wondering, you know, of course, eventually we'll continue to fight and we'll continue to try to do what we can do. But it's like a fine line between ruffling too many feathers at once to the point where they'll say, OK, well, we're not going to give you anything right now. Um, so, you know, so that's what I'm kind of at. But. So you're talking about, well, I think in one sense, it sounds like, I mean, because we had some bad news about we lost the evidence um, potentially, but he he was going to look into that, right? Um, are you going to write to the guy? I'm going to call him the guy. Are you going to write mm -hmm. to the guy um, to confirm the meeting? Yes. So we we to confirm it. You mean to write to the guy to see to confirm he, what you discussed in the meeting to make sure that he doesn't find the evidence and all that stuff. What what he mentioned to you? Yes. Like correct. a so memorandum the, of understanding. Yes. So I wrote him like like we talked about last time. I thanked him okay. for taking his time out and um, looking at the case. And I also said, you know, just if, if at all possible, I'd love to look at, um, just for ease of mind, I'd love to take a look at the, the chain of command or the chain of destruction um, when it comes to the evidence. Okay. So, yeah, I wrote right. that to him, sent it to him priority, and, and we'll okay. see what happens. Okay. Mm -hmm. so, we, so we got some bad news that the fact that we don't have any more evidence, but we kind of got some good news that now he's slightly on our side. <laughs> I <Correct>. guess, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So now when it comes to ruffling feathers, because my questions for, for you and just for everybody listening, like we don't, this is what this is. I call it the bull, the bullpen, um, not to be confused with the other word, but it's like, um, you know, we're just brainstorming. Okay. Um, it's like the brain pen, um, <clears throat> not the animal, but um, what I was thinking, so I'm just going to ask you these questions because my thought was, and, and I think I know where you're going when you're talking about ruffle and feathers is that we were going to talk about interviewing some people. And that was going to be my question because, um, I, along with, uh, we have some court documents and some transcripts and some things like that. Um, you know, how much do we want to make available? You know, do, are we ready to do that? Do you want to do that? Um, and then I would assume if we've got our fingers crossed, we probably don't want to start talking to anybody that would make a phone call uh, to the governor or anything like that. Correct. Is that what you're Correct. thinking? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you're thinking like, uh, thinking just like I am. And, 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 you know, if it was like me, you or, or Lenora, people that may have never been in, you know, some serious trouble before, I'm always like, I don't care about that. You know, let's go, let's go, let's go. But then in the other aspect of it is I am dealing with someone I spent nearly 28 years in prison who's just like, man, I just want to travel to the next state. <laughs> you know, I, I just want to be able to go out with my wife and stay out till 10 o'clock without, you know, the probation or parole, having to worry about probation or parole. 
is going to show up to my door or or my ankle monitor going off. So not so I'm like, you know, I don't I don't want to mess that up for him either. So, well, and and let's and let's talk about that because I don't think I fully understand the restrictions that he's that he's still on. So like what 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 kind of damper is this putting on on him? Like what what is he subject to? Cuz I wasn't even thinking about, you know, I mean obviously you've got the monitoring, but mm-hmm. he he yeah, can't so he, stay out past no. the So he I mean it's kind of it's kind of weird the way it is, but he was out for a year and a half, um get, got in no trouble. And then they called him in and told him that he needs to be on an ankle monitor. So what this ankle monitor is, it goes on his legs, it tracks everywhere that he goes, and every six hours he has to charge it up. So he can't even work. I mean, he works for like he works eight hours now because I got him a um like a little portable charger where he can he can charge his leg up. But because it goes, they make it so it goes off so much that you have to go back home and, and charge it up. So, you know, he has to deal with that. With that, he he's still on the um he can't travel outside the state. Um, if he does want to travel outside the state, he has to get uh permission from a probation or parole officer, um, which is a mess because he's had like five of them since he's been on five five or six pro- different probation officers since he's been on. Um, and this all comes with his probation and parole officers also recommending that he he be off of this monitoring system because most of the people that have the that have been guilty. That, that have been found guilty of committing the crimes that he's been found guilty of committing have been off of the monitoring system and people that have worse crimes have been off the monitoring system. So it's well, just well, and my spidey sense is going off because something you said, and again, we're just, I'm just learning about this. You know, we're just learning like everybody listening. So how did, how was he not monitored? Cause you know, politics is all involved. Um, how is he not monitored for a year and a half or whatever? And then all of a sudden he's monitored. Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, <he's> like what? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, uh, it's, um, it's strange to us too, uh, that that happened. And ironically, you know, this whole thing is coming about and I'm meeting you guys because that happened because during that year and year and a half, um, I was asking him, do you want me to look at the case? And he was saying, no, just let it be what it's going to be. You know, I can live my life now. I'm not worried about it. It's over. I spent 28 years. Yeah, let's just let's just be done with it and live the rest of my life. But then they came back and said, "Well, you need to be on this monitor after a year and a half, and we and you need to pay for it." Um, which he's, you know, he has no education. Um, he got a GED inside of the school, but you know, he has almost 28 years of no work history at all. So of course, he's only going to be able to get some of the bottom of the barrel when it comes to employment. So you have to pay for this monitor with your minimum wage paycheck and it's it's just a mess wow so so, so i i would want to be i'm thinking like well when was that le- like who started talking to whom like when was that letter written and you know um and also too because you know as much as i do this i'm i'm a crime junkie too and i, I watch the shows and you you see people getting cleared or whatever and um a couple of them, they've been having discussions with the lawyers, whatever it's the innocence project, whatever. And then, you, you know, unless it's um, um, actual innocence or whatever, if it's technicality, you have that hanging over your head. Yeah. Like, yeah. can they arrest me again? Is it going to be um, a grudge fest? Like what's, what's going on, you know? And, and so here your dad thought he was, was fine. And um Wow. So, so, so with that in mind, um, 
Well, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to give you two questions. Cause of course I can't just ask a simple question. <laughs> um, but so what do you want to do? But, but something is sticking back in my mind. Like I can't believe that the parole board information is not public. I, I yeah. don't, I don't like that. Like, I don't know anything about that, but I don't like that. Right. Right. So uh, today I actually talked to two different lawyers, but we also talked about that about reaching out to some uh, civil rights lawyers. Um, and so I had a couple, uh, two, cons- two consultations with people. And, you know, one, one of the lawyers, he's, he, he works in Delaware. He actually got a guy off that spent 29 years in jail, in prison. Um, sort of the same case um, and dealing with a lot of the same people, actually, that, I, that I'm currently dealing with now. The same um, cops? Said, I'm sorry? The same the, cops? Uh, the same people from the Justice Department. So the Department of Justice is the ones that, in Delaware, the Department of Justice are the ones that charge you with everything. So the officers lock you up, and then it goes on to the Department of Justice to charge you. Because um, I was thinking, I don't mean to interrupt you, I was thinking, did we ever check these officers on Brady? Like, I don't think so. I don't think we have. Because I think that's something... Uh, we should do right because because I was thinking that and then and then you're starting to talk about we're, we're dealing with the same people and I was like oh my god like I, we're like I just was thinking that okay so mm-hmm. so anyway so so he's dealt with this this division now what you're talking about uh, the Department of Justice that's a state agency in Delaware correct but that has nothing to do with the innocence the one that the guy supposedly runs. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 weird because it does it does oh, okay see the plot so thickens yeah it's it's the the current attorney general ran on uh i'll set this project up just in like the, his the department project. correct in in their department they'll have a certain section that's geared towards people that can prove um through physical 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 dna that they are innocent and they're, they're willing to open it back up. Now, the caveat to that is the attorney general has been in office for, I want to say, three years now. And I've heard that there hasn't been one person that has been exonerated through that program. Okay. So even, so- even the guy that I speak of, he was exonerated because his lawyers, you know, the lawyers that he was able to obtain did due diligence to get him off. So. Well, so I'm thinking here. You know, and this just sounds horrible because I'm not like a conspiracy theorist, but when you look at it from the outside, I mean, um, because you hear these stories in the news, right? Like, like this is not my head saying this, but as you're talking, I'm like, I've heard of this, right? So, so um, that where's the separation? So, so one could posit that. Oh, well, wouldn't it be great if the prosecutor says, well, I'm going to, I'm going to play devil's advocate. And I'm also, I'm going to be so good for you that I'm going to put these people over here to make sure that I'm doing my job. Right. It's like a gimme. Right. And then, um, okay. But then you're telling me they haven't gotten one. So is it just fluff? Um, and why is it not in a separate silo? Yeah, and I, and I have to go back and research that what too. Do I mean, that? like dual, dual control, right? Like when you're counting yeah. money, you have somebody totally separate. I mean, so I don't know the guy from Adam, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, that there should be some kind of separation of powers. Like I shouldn't be reporting back because because essentially, you know, like we talked about before, is 
because because we're in a, such a small state and because people kind of get in these positions and if they're not in those positions, they kind of still stay around those positions with whatever jobs they get. It's like the person that may have done someone wrong, you're expecting that person now to come back and say, hey, I was I was wrong. I violated someone's rights and I need to let that person out and kind of let, let bygones be bygones. I mean, I what is that going to happen? That. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. I mean, and we're not, I don't, we don't know these people. Like, hopefully they could be, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. That's just, you know me, I gotta, I gotta ask the questions. So. Right. Right. um, What do you think, Lenora? You think, what are you thinking about, about that? About, you know, somebody being in jail and us pushing forward um, with, you know, making as much noise as possible, but also that could jeopardize him getting some kind of relief when it comes to his probation and parole. I think you are uh, well set to not push it too much because it sounds like the nature of the people that you are dealing with, there's a lot of enmeshment. It sounds like there's a lot of, you know, as you were saying, the same people that you're dealing with. So, you know, it's, it's not like you have a system that's checking and balancing each other. Mm. There's no way that you can, you know, go to one part of the system and say these, these checks and balances, it's, it's out of balance. This is a way uh, too strict of monitoring and punishment. And, you know, it, it just is going on and on, but there's no counterbalance for you to go to at all to, to make any, um, you know, uh, any difference right it sounds yeah. like it's all the same people and yeah it, it it sounds like a lot of enmeshment there with what's going on with the department of justice and the state and yeah i, I think you're right to not to take Rock it the boat, in right steps and yeah. take it in steps yeah. yeah well i guess the question is how long are you willing to wait because yeah. <laughs> because he could well the one thing which sounds terrible but you always have to ask is the person, any of these people up for re-election, right? Because we hear that all the time for, you know, because you don't want to let a bad guy out uh, near re- re-election or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. When do you think we might hear? Like, like how long is, is too long? Like, what if, what if they don't even decide? Like, how long does the governor have to decide as long yeah, as it takes? I don't take- know. That's a, that's a good question, but that's one I can definitely, I can go back and research. But yeah. I do know, like, we went to the pro board hearing September 3rd um, of last year. So we've been waiting that long um, for an announcement. I mean, we were told that it'll be, that it could be about three months. Um, of course, this went longer than that. So, you know, but, I don't know. That's, I guess that's but, a good the, but the guy just turned in his report, right? Right, 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 right. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so what if we set a date for three months mm-hmm. from the, months from from the time, time the guy turned in his thing, because then the governor theoretically has all of his or his, or his, him, yes. all of his information. And then if three months is, you know, because hopefully the governor is caught up on it and very familiar with the case. So mm-hmm. uh, he was just waiting on his counterpart his his checks and balances to to give him feedback yeah yeah okay i mean that sounds good to me so we'll say we'll say three months and i'll also relay this um to my father also okay so so let's just say you know hopefully that all goes well and we can get rid of that issue but um you know we'd have to revisit that after the three months but 
what what is the plan? I mean, I think we should come up with some sort of investigative plan um, to, so that we can jump on that when, because regardless of what happens, you know, it's still per your dad, a wrongful conviction, right? So we want to yeah. do something about that. What did, what did you mentioned you, you talked to a couple attorneys, did they have any good advice or what, what were they recommending? Well, I mean, one attorney, um, I, I spoke with her in reference to the civil, the, the civil suit. And, um, it was kind of fast. I mean, you know, attorneys don't waste too much time hearing too much. Um, they're usually about the bottom line. So what I asked her was, you know, in terms of um, him not being what the former attorney general told me, which was he wasn't supposed to be on a sex offenders list. The amount of time that he spent um, does not equate to the amount of time a person like is charged with these crimes spends and that the um, police essentially wrote a letter that that wasn't accurate and that was inaccurate about his, his charges. And what she was saying is it's kind of a slippery slope because the courts will usually bend towards the agencies and say, um, well, they wrote this letter, but did it have any harm towards you? So she was saying, you have to wait until there, there's a decision that comes back from the governor. She's like, the, the, the caveat is if you, if you wanted to sue someone for that, then you would be hoping not to get relief because then you could go back and say, look, this letter that you wrote made me not, get a yes from the governor she's like which you don't want you know of course yeah, yeah, you want to yeah. be relieved of this so she was like you're kind, you. of in a, you're kind of in that position of you know kind of sitting back and waiting to see what the governor is going to do and also of course it comes along with you have to be able to prove that you missed out on something because of what they were doing so if you apply for a job that paid you know a hundred thousand dollars a year and you couldn't get it because <laughs> they looked at it and seen that this person wrote this or you try to get um, in education, you try to get in college and they denied you because of this. Like you have to be able to show that I lost this because of this when it comes to a civil, a civil suit. Well, did you just talk to them about this most recent letter or did you talk about the original case? Yeah, we, so we talked about the original case also. and She kind of had the same, some of the same, uh, came to some of the same conclusions that I had um, when speaking about the one big thing, which, which is, and looking at the police report, how I referenced the FBI results. And then I went back and read the transcripts at court and I seen that FBI results were not mentioned at all in court. So my thing was, well, did the prosecutor turn over the results of the FBI? And if they didn't, then that gets into that Brady versus Maryland case where the prosecutors have to turn over evidence so that the jury can hear it. Whether the jury comes back with innocent or guilty is on them. But if the prosecutor doesn't turn over that evidence, then that's a violation on the state's part. But in order to get that information, I need to find the lawyer who was his lawyer, um, back in 1987. Okay. So, um, so is that something you want to pursue anyway? I mean, um, looking at the case, the reason I'm asking is I'm looking, is there anything that we can be doing between now and then that may not, je that doesn't jeopardize the potential good outcome? I think the biggest thing is, is trying to find, and I've looked at, I've looked up, looked, looked at, looked her up on Facebook, but just trying to contact um, his lawyer that he had at that time to see if the prosecution turned over that evidence because if they didn't, then that would definitely, that would definitely be grounds for reopening the counsel? case. Yes, correct. Okay. And, and um, did the lawyer say that they would reopen it from this long or did you talk specifically about that? Uh, we didn't talk specifically about that. No. Okay. No. Um, I'm just wondering about, you know, um, 
the staleness or whatever of that. Okay. So, um, I don't know, you know, I've got accesses to accesses. Oh my goodness. Access <laughs> to different, I was combining two words, uh, different databases to try to, so I, I think you might've sent me the name. If not, if you send me the name again, sure, I can, it again. Um, look up that. Also and, have a witness's name too, that I'll send to you. Okay. You can put through your database. See if you can find. And then um, do you want to start working on um, any type of um, Brady or a Google search on those um, officers? You know, I don't know how, I don't know how the Brady list comes out. Um, there's, there's been quite a few um, articles, Lenora. I don't know if you saw it in, in, in Phoenix about who has the list and when the list gets out and, and the TV station did, did a bunch of stuff on it. And it's kind of like a crapshoot. Like it's not a real formalized thing. Um, at least in Phoenix. So I don't, I don't know what you're going to run into in, mm-hmm. in Delaware. Cause like, even in some of the cases I'll, I'll ask for a list and people are like, I, I don't have one. Where do you get one? I don't know where you get one. So yeah. Um, but I think that would be something Googling these officers names, um, and maybe the other, uh, connect the dots that we talked about to try to figure out, uh, you know, who that might be. Uh, so we can work on that. So I'll send you the lawyer's name, that other name, um, that was a witness that night. And then you're going to Google, do we have a, do we have a list of all the people like the, like the movie, you know, when the credits go, do we have, do you have yeah. a list of all the, I haven't, you shared the, the, the drive, but I haven't mm-hmm. gone through it all, but do we have a yeah. list of all the players? The yeah, I've been able to get, yeah. I've been able to get everybody from the, well, I've been able to get all the officers, um, the lawyer's name from the um, court testimonies. So when they went up to testify, I was able to get their names. Okay. So, and I have one witness, but that because of, none of the witnesses were called to court, um, and they redacted the witnesses out of the police report, I haven't been able to get most of their names. Okay, so we'll have to figure that out. That should be. We'll we'll have to talk offline on that. I don't. I'm not sure. I want all that on the recording, but there we'll figure out how to get that. Um, so we can work on that. And then, um, something too. I I don't know. Um, because we, we do have some virtual investigators and people that follow this. Um, what is your feeling about, um, the court transcript? And I mean, it is, I guess it's all public record, right? Um, you know, putting that out and letting the other virtual investigators, uh, take a look at that, or do you just want to wait and leave it for the, those that participate in the bullpen or what do you think? I think we should probably wait for those people to participate in bullpen, but the biggest thing also and we do have to remember that we do have two victims, That's um, one of which is named inside of the uh, inside of the the court document. Yeah, the court documents. So yeah, we make so we'd sure have to that, redact you know, all that. Yeah, yeah, we get yeah we get that because out, so we're still unclear about. Um, that's why I don't know if you listen to the Robert Fisher podcast, right? You hear me <laughs> skipping and you know, bleeping myself about, well, I'm not going to say that, or I'm not going to say this. Right. Cause I try yeah. to be, I try to be sen- sensitive to people. Um, so we always want to be cognizant about that, especially the nature of some of this, but I, I think, and remind me, I apologize because I 
unfortunately deal with a lot of cases uh, during the day and during the week. Did we leave it that the second case was, we don't know the status of that case, right? Because we were going to, we were going to reach out and try to determine the status of that case because that was our lead for the other suspect. But now we've got some, I don't even know what the word is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Potential. Yeah, yeah. What is the word? Like there's a word. We can explain it. So one of the the the, the second victim um, is related was related to some of the police officers or a police officer. At There's the time. something going on there. Yeah. That yeah. So we mm -hmm. we don't feel they would be very receptive or cooperative. And you had mentioned previously that that um, because we talked about I had I found the family and some people, but you had reached out before and they were like kind of cut that off. And so yeah. now we have a better understanding about why that happened, but exactly. So we don't know what happened with that. Well, that they, from the letter, the case is still open or. Yeah. Yeah. I was told that the case is still open, that the case is still cold and no one was ever, no one was ever arrested for it. It's, 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 it's an interesting thing because when I was trying to get the um, case number for that case, I was told that the case has been turned over to the FBI at one point in time um, by someone. Yeah, that's what I said. But then the other day when I talked to this guy, he said that the case was still open. It's still well, open case. Well, see, this this is the hard part too. And and again, I don't know anything about anything, right? We're, we're talking about it. I don't have firsthand knowledge or anything like that, right? But one of the, the downsides to people, because it's understandable, again, we've seen it all in the movies or whatever, um, especially from the prosecutors, right? They're like, well, I don't care what happened. I got my man and that's that, right? People also have a need to be right, right? They don't want to be wrong and think that they did this to somebody, right? Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I think what's not shown is that bias, tunnel vision, whatever you want to call it, uh, could really do a detriment because if, if, you know, this case, that, that case still hasn't been solved, which I, I will bring up. I might've mentioned the last time that it should have been exceptionally cleared because if they turned it over for prosecution and the state declined it, it should be exceptionally cleared. It should be closed. And so if it's still open, that's weird. Um, but the police department riding so hard in their, their feeling that, that, you know, your dad did it. Uh, d if that's act, if, if your dad didn't do it, then that's a, a complete disservice to the, to the family and to the, yeah. right. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that was, that, so that was, uh, you know, a part of my angle when I first started off also was maybe I can talk to someone in his family and let them know, Hey, my father was, initially arrested for what happened to your family member. But after they looked at fingerprints, things of that sort, and, and all the evidence, they decided not to charge him, you know, but I'm sure they still have the fingerprints at, at that point. You know, they probably still have the fingerprints. You probably can still figure out who did this to your family member. And they just, they just shut that down. Like, nah, we just let the, let the past be the past. Well, and you know, sometimes, and this might be something maybe, getting for us to get the details out or something like that. If somebody listens to it, like from the side, right? Like 
Um, not that it's, it's um, slamming them in the face. Like you need to change your mind and you need to know this, but, oh, you know, oh, there's that, those people again, ranting about this and they happen to look at it or listen to it. And then they're like, well, wait a minute, because I was told because the police are telling them, right. And they're going to believe their, their person or their family or whatever. Um, no, I was told it was all buttoned up. And now to find out, well, wait a minute, that, that, that doesn't make sense because like your, your guy, the guy, the guy, um, was like, wow, this is really bad, right? Mm -hmm. He shouldn't have gotten, your dad shouldn't have gotten all that, right? And he was on the team, right? Exactly, yep, yep. <laughs> so his mind got swayed, right? So it's, mm -hmm. it's um, what you believe. Yeah, yep. Okay, Lenora, you have anything on this or feelings or? I just feel it's, it's all so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, it's just like, I can see why you want to, you know, your fight for your dad to not yeah. at least, at least live the rest of his life in some sort of peace, you know, mm -hmm. even if he doesn't get completely exonerated from the entire thing that he at least, you know, lives his life with some dignity and, and some, some peace after all this, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, he's never been to the beach before. I'm like, yeah. Come on, man. You've never been to the beach. He's like, nah, it's I just too far. Too far. Yeah, it's too far. Yep. It's too far. You get stuck in traffic coming back. So it's a, you know, for him, it's just like, nah, I don't it's even want to. Yeah, yeah, for him, yeah. He's like, the the worst thing that could happen is I can go back to jail and I don't want to go back to jail for not yeah. you know, for violating probation or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we, so. we're not we're not saying that anybody should, you know, push yeah. up against the rules or anything like that. Yeah. Cause you know, we're all about you got two cops here. Like we're all about playing by the rules, but, Definitely. but Definitely. yeah, things you don't, things you don't, um, think about. So, all right. So it sounds like we have, um, a game plan on that. Mm -hmm. And, um, just before we get, we get to the, the end of our session here. Um, I don't really have any updates on, um, uh, the Alexis Edwards case. I, I don't have any information, um, from her relatives and in Scott's case, uh, we're still waiting for the phone to come back. They haven't let me, let me know anything. So I assume that that's still being, um, it's one of those, uh, iPhones. So, you know, fingers crossed the, the, the police apparently had made some attempts. So we don't know if it, uh, damaged it or whatever. Um, and then, um, in the, Cause I don't know when this will, when this will go up before we've got the, uh, Robert Fisher, unfortunate anniversary coming up, um, in just a couple weeks. And, uh, we've had some interest from the news media trying to get the word out as much as possible. So hopefully, um, I don't know, you know, I, I think, I don't know, Rashad, we never talked about it. I think you might've listened to, did you listen to some of that podcast uh, on yeah. Robert's case? What, what yeah. are your thoughts on that? Let's get, let's get another, uh, you know, cop's opinion on that. What do, what so, do you think? You think he killed so, himself? Well, if you didn't find a body, I always say it could be somewhere out there. Right. But so, so I know you went to the neighborhood at one point in time. Has he ever contacted anybody since that day? No, not that, not that we're aware of. Yeah. That, Cause that's very rare for someone to just to go off 
and just never check back in with with any family member at all. So right, right. well, and then that goes to what um, John told us. Uh, I think it was Lenore. John told us with uh, who was that? Was that Whitey Bulger? Who was that? The 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 uh, the girlfriend that got him through the girlfriend. Um, and that was my question because I I went by um, Robert's mom's house and. Yeah. Yeah, they freaked me out. One. She was standing right there. I was like, well, okay. <laughs> very small, hey, very you see small neighborhood. Like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just driving through. Um, you should have said, hey, I think your son's cute. Can I have his phone number? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Um, but I would hope, and again, this is the stuff that um, no, you know, no information leads to speculation. Mm-hmm. which could be bad speculation or incorrect speculation, right? Because what's, what's been done, right? One of the things that, that I try to do in these cases, I don't want to have to recreate the wheel. Um, I want us to be helpful to whomever, to the family, to the vic- like whomever. I want to be a help. And when we get the door slammed in our face and we get shut down, it, it makes your mind start to, to wonder again, like we're talking about in your case, well, why can't we see it? Why, mm-hmm. why, why, why? Um, obviously if there's sensitive arrest information, but when you don't hear anything, and I think um, in Robert's case, there was, uh, you know, and I keep talking about my book, um, which will not be done for the anniversary, um, but there's just so many things that were left undone and you don't know if they were wrapped up and and so how do you move forward if you don't know that and so then I guess the police are kind of keeping that close to the vest but then you think there's a lot of things that that could have been done so what was the interview that did the friend at work that was the outdoorsy guy also I believe he might have served in the military what 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 was his uh synopsis of, of what he thinks happened with him do you know Um, they're just very, and again, um, we only had the preliminary part of the police department, but I think, um, it was kind of shocking off from, from everybody about like, they, they thought he was a little, uh, bit off. Um, but I think it was, was shock and, you know, I'm going to save that for the book, but, you know, I have my own opinions about, uh, that's why I'm calling it revealing Robert Fisher, right? Cause I have my own opinion about who, who Robert really was. And I just think people were, um, really shocked by it. Right. And the fact that he hasn't contacted anybody, but, but, but people (laughs) I'm trying to say, um, certain types of people don't need other people Mm -hmm. because they've got themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's a big drug dealer out in New York city who he just, he was getting ready to be arrested. And just disappeared. No one's ever seen him again. Like 45 years after him and his girlfriend left, never contacted another family member again, haven't been caught yet. Well, that's the way. I mean, if you study up on this, you know, how to Mm -hmm. be a good fugitive. I don't I don't know if that book's written, but that's the way they get caught. Right. Your weakness is what's going to catch you. And it's you know, I mean, you you know this from interview. It's the emotional um, in the interrogation or whatever, it's the emotional, I don't want to use manipulation, but 
it is, right? It's, it's getting to the emotional core of somebody. But if you have a personality, and I'm not just talking about Robert or whatever, but I'm just saying in general, when somebody, uh, and I'm not talking about Robert, but somebody in general, when they don't have that emotional capacity, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right. So if, if the, if the guy you're talking about took off with his girlfriend, well, he has everything that he needs Mm -hmm. and he's going to go create his other life. And, and maybe, I don't know whether he had a passport or if he had a lot of money access to a boat or whatever, and he's probably off in, in some other country. Right. The question about Robert remains because, you know, I, I think, you know, it, it, well, it will just say it seems that he was rushed. Right. So, um, who knows, but yeah, so it's the 20th anniversary and, and, um, Mm. nothing's been done. Not nothing's been done. Like why hasn't he been caught? Like I was, I was shocked to find out, uh, Lenore and I were talking about this before we came on the phone, that, that he, he, he's on the 10 most wanted list with, Mm. with the, uh, what do you call them? The, uh, terrorists. Wow. What about the masseuse? Was she ever, did you ever find out who the masseuse was? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Uh, Lenora, do you remember reading anything about that? I don't know if, you know, at the point where we had the police report at that time, they did not know who that person was. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was pretty preliminary um, uh, in the investigation. And you got to remember it was 20 years ago, right? So the yeah. things that we're used to with, with databases and social yeah. media and records and all that stuff. I mean, um, that, you know, that's always been one of my questions or somebody, sorry, somebody knows something, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so it's the, it's the 20 year, um, I don't even want to say anniversary. Cause like to me, anniversary is a, is a good thing. And it's definitely, not a good thing. It's, it's the 20th and, um, year of nothing outrage. I don't him know. Getting away with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 20 years he's gotten away with this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that wouldn't be the, you know, uh, for, for him, I mean, simple guy that he's described as right. I mean, well, I, I was going to say, something bad like kudos to you robert but i don't even know like i i can't even compare it with the police investigation right so uh, where is he yeah that's a good question yeah so so that's what we're doing yeah so um anybody else in anything before we uh hang up okay so um yeah so thank you uh, to everybody. Um, we'll just say uh, if you have a case or something you want us to look at, if you want to participate as a virtual investigator, we'd love to have you here. And, um, you know, thank you for helping us help solve the case. And we'll talk to you next time.